Greetings and welcome to the season finale of season one of The Wizard in the Wild. I'm beyond thrilled to be joined by Sofia Pinheiro, who was our very first guest this season and who's come full circle to be our last. Sofia, welcome. Thank you for having me back on. I'm so excited because your episode was so magical at the outset, the very first one that we did. But what I'm so excited to hear about today is all of the change and all of the perspectives that have shifted in those few months. Yes, so much has happened for sure. So much has happened. So maybe we could start with, if you feel like it, giving us a little update on where you are in your life right now. Yeah, sure. Um, I think the last time we spoke, we did the, the first episode, I was still living in Belgium. Then fast forward, I am now living in the Azores, particularly in the island of Fayal. Um, I'm loving my new life. I moved in our new house. Uh, the kids speak Portuguese and I have a new oh, job. Wow. Still <laughs> haven't launched the podcast, so still things to be done and cross off the list. Uh, but we're moving forwards. If I have to look back, uh, I can say that we're evolving and we're moving forwards, which is good. I mean, what a time of change. New country, new house, new language for the kids, new job. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, it is. It feels good. It feels very, feels very good too. Yeah, tell us more. How did all of this change come about? Did, was it organic, one thing after the other? Or do you feel that there was one point that was really like the catalyst for change? So for me, it was very organic, very natural, because it's something that I've been used to my entire life, moving from one country to the other because of my dad's job. He's a diplomat. So I'm kind of used to starting over in a way. Uh, and I love that. But what was interesting is to experience it and live it also through, uh, through yeah, the eyes of my children, um, see how they were adjusting, and particularly my eldest son, uh, he's been moving around with us since he was born, uh, living from a boat, then to Belgium, then traveling, and then now here. And for him, it was quite of an adjustment. It was a bit difficult the first, I think, after the first month, it started to get a bit difficult. I think that for him, you know, it's, again, starting a new life, uh, mm. learning a new language, going to school. It's like, it's a lot. And and we tend to say, yeah, kids, they adapt and they, and, you know, the sooner the better. But at the same time, we need to acknowledge and accept that they need sometimes an extra help. It's not because they're kids and that, yeah, it's true. They learn languages so fast, they adjust and adapt so quickly. But sometimes they need a little help and a little push. And it was definitely a good lesson for me to uh, guide them also through all these steps and acknowledge their fears and and when they're you know i was i would see that he was stressed and and tell him that it is normal to feel this way you don't have to get rid of your past you know to live this new life you're still all these things that you were before you know you're still jack who lived mm. on the boat because that's something i think that he was um struggling with like okay mm. i have to let go of the past and i'm not ready and i'm like no you don't have to let go of the past this is it's part of who you are and now you're here but you're also all these things and having family come over definitely helped too uh, for him so so yeah i would say it was organic but also it came you know with some some adjustments and some little challenges but they're you know they were they were good to see and, and experience 
Do you feel like perhaps his challenges were mirroring your own? Probably, yes. I think as a parent, you kind of wish and have this high expectation of, okay, I just, I wish he would make it so easy, uh, loving his school and adjusting well. And, but then of course, they don't react the way you want it. You know, they're their, their own person. So I guess that seeing, seeing him happy and, and, and going through maybe my little insecurities from my own experience living here and doing all this moving, etc. I was kind of projecting the way I wish I would react, but you know, so that's mm -hmm. why it was a good slap on the face sometimes and be like, okay, Sophia, you know, you do you, he's going to do his and you're his mother. And you know, he's the, th the, the three and a half year old, you know, kid, you're mm. the grown up. So show the example and face your insecurities and your fears and then show all show him also the past and how you deal with it and that it's normal mm. to feel this way. So yeah, probably it was a bit of that too. I read or I am reading a really interesting book at the moment that talks about transitions and how when we can create rituals for our emotions, they pass through us quicker. So for example, I was reading the passage on Christmas and how mm. there is such an expectation of joy, you know, oh, you know, perfect family, Christmas tree, picture, whatever. And yeah. the reality is most people feel grief around the holidays, but we shame ourselves for it because we think, oh no, but I'm supposed to be happy and why am I feeling these things? And this book said, and maybe this is something you could do with the children, create a mailbox, like a physical box at home and call it, you know, like emotion mailbox. And then write a letter to grief, to heartbreak, to disappointment and invite them to actually come and join you. And when you can, you know, write this letter to them, to whatever this emotion is that you're feeling and you put it in this box, it's creating a space for that emotion and when you I actually create the space for it yeah and then it can move through and it's amazing actually because I did it myself and it was so insightful because there were things that came out that I honestly was not expecting and I it's it brilliant. actually helped yeah it was brilliant and it helped me link things from past years of my life and and why I'm now feeling a certain way and, and where it actually comes from and that in itself is such a gift to be able to understand where my reaction is coming from absolutely this is such a good idea i have to do it for myself and for the kids i think it's it's great they're gonna love it mm. and the idea is you can then do this with with any transition because the truth is with well i think more and more kids are highly sensitive and especially you know kids who are moving around all the time you know you are perhaps very comfortable with change now but maybe as a child it was also more challenging but you don't remember i mean it's possible and mm -hmm. so there's always that acknowledgement that there is a new beginning, which is so exciting, but it comes with loss of what was before. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And also accepting you know, those emotions and welcoming them. And it mm. is true that the pressure of you need to be happy on that special day. We put so much pressure on that particular day. And I, I, I'm a Christmas lover. I, December is my favorite <laughs> month of the year. And I have, well, there's Christmas. I have my birthday, Jack's birthday. I mean, there's so much happening. Uh, wow. We also celebrate San Nicolas beginning of December. So it's a big, heavy month of emotions. Mm. So <laughs> it is kind of also a roller coaster because, you know, all the anticipation, you know, the expectation mm. of feeling so joyful, like you said. Uh, well, sometimes, you know, you don't feel that, that much like 
like it. You have your days,、mm. and the kids certainly have their days. And I know that、mm. you know they hate it when they they can sense when you're, you know, when it's like when they receive a gift and they they're so pure that they can sense and they can feel the pressure of you know they have of showing that joy and that gratefulness.、Mm. But they're so young and they're so and I love kids because of that. They're so transparent and honest and. They look at you, and sometimes that's why that's when you know the bad reaction, like the exact opposite reaction you're expecting your kid to have, will、mm. show up because they're like, "Okay, you're annoying me. You want me to react so happy and excited, but you know." And in, in a way, it's like I would rather have an honest, "Wow, thank you." Like maybe he's just gonna get the gift, and okay, just move past, and that's it.、Mm. But you know, but the day he's gonna look at me and and he does it now, like oh. Thank you, mom. It's a real thank you. It's not just little soldier、mm. robot, well educated, but it's a thank you. But he doesn't mean it. He's just like blah blah. He's repeating and acting like a good little boy. And、uh, so yeah, no, no. It's it, I, I love that the, the whole yeah the whole principle of accepting one's emotion in this yeah especially in this season, this time period of Christmas、mm. and New Year's Eve and having to embrace the new year and. You know, like okay, take it easy, and let's welcome also the bad ones, the bad emotions.、Mm. What day are you born out of interest? Because you said your birthday was this month. On the twenty seventh. Oh, interesting! I know, and Jack on the twenty sixth. So、oh, it is、wow. really a very intense week. Yeah. <laughs> I can just I, all I could think was the first word that popped into my head: exhausting. Oh yeah, it is exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting because, well, of course, you know everybody's.、Uh, it's and it's also a bit sad because on your when your birthday comes, it's right in the middle of people trying to digest, you know,、mm. physically and mentally the whole you know Christmas and the dinners and the lunches and the you know people are、mm. tired and they've been drinking and and then there's New Year's Eve coming. So between the twenty sixth and the thirtieth. People want to rest, so it's not a good time to say, "Hey guys, my birthday is here. Let's get all together and party、mm. like wild animals." Like no,、mm. so it's been hard. I think I can count maybe with one hand the number of times I actually celebrated my birthday on my birthday. It's usually、wow. maybe a month before or after because, but never on the day. But、mm. it's been like this forever, so I don't know exactly what I'm missing because I've never had another, you know, like my birthday is. And any other time of the year, so and Jack is kind of the same, and also now that he's born the day before me, it's like I completely forget about my myself.、Mm. I want him to have a good day, and then when my birthday comes, I'm like, oh, I just need a break, and I want to have like a very chill day. And but yeah, but sometimes I'm like, come on, you know, you also have to celebrate you, and which is why I'm trying to force myself next month to throw a birthday dinner. And you know,、mm. there's the day. The day is just a day, but then we can do the, you know, the celebration day. I love that, and I want to pick up on what you said about also honoring yourself because I know that you recently travelled for your new job, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's probably the first time that you leave both kids for a while.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How how was it? You know, having suddenly all of this time for yourself and finding yourself again, or maybe I don't know. How did it feel to be as a woman first and not just a mother? I feel like I, I, I was I reborn. It、wow. was the best thing I've ever done for myself since the kids are here. Allowing myself to have to take that time off, I left for two and a half weeks, and ah,、oh, it, it felt so good to, you know, to 
have my own schedule, leave my own routine the way I want to, knowing that the kids are doing fine because I left everything the way I expected it to, uh, so I could travel and have a complete peace of mind. But allowing myself to be happy and not get, have the mom guilt pursuing me and, and and you know popping in my brain whenever I was enjoying myself. So um, that felt so good. And also, not only I was traveling and having a time off, but I was also traveling for a job, for a work. And that for me was, I think, the main twist. It's been so long since I've had like my, because I've been working, but I've been working with, you know, Tom, my husband on our projects, our expeditions, things that we do together. And he would, he also has and was dealing with his own personal job, things that, you know, I cannot help him with, whether it's when he goes flying or give speeches or things like that. But I never had my own job. So that for me was, yeah, like a blessing. It was at the perfect time. And also after all these years, I've been wondering the past months, like, okay, everything that I've learned all, you know, from these past years, my experiences, the things that I love, the things that I'm good at, how can I, you know, monetize it? How can I make this a living and create a career for myself? And because I knew that I could not, I mean, if I had to work because, you know, times are difficult, I'll go work at, you know, at a shop in the supermarket. I don't care. I, I would go. I, I love to work. I would go. I would do it. But if I can find something that is meaningful and that makes sense for me and that it's going to, you know, help me evolve and grow up, keep growing up as a person, then may as well, you know, try to find and create a world for myself, a job for myself. And then now when this job came, I'm actually presenting a new TV show on mm. uh, extreme sports and adventure. And it's, it's like, okay, ding, ding, ding. All of a sudden, like, okay, this is it. When they came and asked for me, I was like, this represents everything that I love. We're talking about, you know, sports and traveling and the environment. And I, I mean, I love like the media world as well. I did theater before in like in a past life, I wish I were an actress. So, you know, in a way you're kind of combining everything I love, you know, is being in front of a camera or uh, in front of a public and, and now just representing a subject that really matters to me because it's something that I'm, I do in my day-to-day -day life with Tom and all the other things that we do. So it's like, okay, it was so therapeutical to have that answer and be like, this is what I'm good at. And okay, this is it. So we're doing this. So yeah, it felt so good. And it was a lot of fun. I loved it. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And I cannot wait to see you on TV. I mean, this is a huge deal. It's so exciting. I, I mean, I'm so nervous at the same time. Let's, let's just hope it goes well and that. Yeah, but I think that we, well, I, I'm hoping that when we'll see it and it's launching end of January, people are going to sense, you know, the, yeah, all, all the joy and the excitement. And we put a lot of effort, energy and love into it. So I really hope they're going to feel that. And we're trying to, mm. like, we're breaking also all the kind of TV format um, and try to make something very new. It's launching in Belgium, but I think you can also watch it from abroad uh, online. Um, it's, it, but it's, I mean, it's such a great opportunity to have, like, we have a blank page. We can do whatever we want. And that's like, this is amazing. I don't think many people like in the TV world can have that and do whatever if mm. you want. So it's, mm. it's quite, it's quite fun. What I love is as well is when you told me the story before about how, about the timing, because, you know, someone hearing this might listen and think, wow, like everything just goes to plan. But the truth is 
right before this job came, you were, as I understand it, in a period of, I don't know if turmoil is the right word, but kind of thinking, okay, like now what, you know? And it gave me such faith to hear your story because it was a reminder that the right things will always come at the right time. Even if you're in a period where you feel that nothing is happening, you never know what's around the corner. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the right, what you think the right time is, because for me, the right time was also six months ago. Like, oh, I urgently need a job or something, you know, that a sign that something is happening in that, you know, in that way. But I was definitely not ready to do this six months ago, you know? Mm. So when you feel like it's the right time, sometimes it's not actually the right time. <laughs> it's a bit mm. cultural. I mean, it's a little weird maybe to understand. But so now when, when it, it came, I was like, wow, even though I wish I had this opportunity maybe a year ago, I would, n- I would have not been able to do this job the way I did it now because, you know, things to therapy and now moving in being the right place and it's like I'm not the same person as I was a year ago so I think mm. yeah so you need sometimes the patience and the trust and maybe do your you know how do you call it again when every time you you, you wake up and you're like okay I want to say three things that I'm grateful mm, for gratitude. Three, uh, exactly and express it to the universe and then see eventually how it, it's gonna come up at some point you just yeah and it comes you, up when yeah. you least expect it do you know what I've actually, I mean, this is going to sound really hippy trippy, but it's fine. I own it. I actually wrote down like a few weeks ago, a number of things I wanted to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I even wrote down someone's name for a work thing that I thought, oh, maybe I want to talk to this person. And then I forgot about it. I really, I didn't even think of it with an intent, with an intention. It was just, these are the things that bring me joy, or these are the things that I want to do more of. And without realizing it, I, I found this post-it note today and I realized in the last few weeks, all of them came true. And even the work thing, I actually got an email and the name that I'd written down, this guy was involved in this thing. And yeah. I was just like, Whoa. we forget the power we have or, 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 you know, I've been, I mean, p- literally playing is the right word, playing recently with being very intentional about what I put out into the universe. So let's say that you're faced with a challenging situation or something that for whatever reason causes you or me in this case, frustration. Mm-hmm. Before I might've been like, <laughs> I may have even sent you a voice note. And what's crazy is I started this practice with myself of just being like, okay, that emotion is valid, but can I soften my heart? Can I soften my heart and can I basically think good thoughts or pray good things for this person mm-hmm. and just, you know, send them love? And I yes. swear the second I do it, like literally the person will call. Oh, my it is yeah, it's n- wow. weird. And more than once, it's so I don't really know what else to say. It's really so- weird. Wow. <laughs> Beautifully I love weird. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've experienced the thing when, oh, I haven't thought about this person in such a long time. And then the person calls. I, I had that happened, but I never tried the, okay, I don't know, you were supposed to meet with someone and that person didn't show up for whatever reason. And then you'll, you know, instead of like cursing the person, you're like, well, I hope he, she is doing well. And I'm sure it's understandable. And then I, I have mm. to try it, see what happens. It's actually liberating because, you know, what I realized is a lot of the time, even if, 
it's understandable. Like, let's say that I'm upset about something again or some situation happens. My response is valid. And I think people might hear it and see, gosh, you know, Emily, this is a totally valid response. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm the one harming myself with that reaction. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you oh, don't absolutely. have it. You know, I can mm. have it. But then when I'm actually able to soften my heart and think, okay, let me send this person love. Let me, you know, I hope that they're having a great time. I hope that everything's really good. You know, it makes, it actually makes me happy. And then yes. everything around me is much simpler. So when they do then eventually, you know, call, you know, you've had an argument with your mother. Everyone has an argument yeah. with their mother around Christmas. Right, of course. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, just like, it's part of Christmas tradition. <laughs> it's part of Christmas tradition. But if you're able to internally soften, when you do eventually speak again, everything is just so much simpler. And actually, mm -hmm. you know, you're excited again and you can move past. And even if you say, oh, this X, Y, Z bothered me, you can say it in a way that is, hey, by the way, this made me feel this thing. And you move on instead of sitting there, oh, my God, meh, 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 meh. Or they call you oh. and you're like really cold and you want to hang up and you're like oh, yeah. doing doigt d'honneur to your phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. And something that we can also we can also apply this uh, just for ourselves. For example, mm. when you've been having a bad day and you've not been the best version of yourself and then instead of going to bed angry or disappointed and be like, ah, I'm, you know, so annoying. I'm such a bad person because of whatever. Just retranslate and be like, okay, it's true. I haven't, uh, I will do better tomorrow. I did my best today feeling the way I was feeling. You know, you kind of, you repeat and you say what you're feeling, but in a different way, in a more mm. constructive way. I, I found that to be very helpful too. I love that. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely really try that. Mm. It is very interesting, yeah, because you end up feeling better about yourself and you're always in a constructive, like in a positive construction mood and not being a total, you know, destruction to yourself. Because um, um, you're really feeling quite low when that happens. You haven't, you didn't do the work you were supposed to. I mean, many different reasons. And instead of, you know, pointing every time, every second, like, ah, oh, I didn't do this right. It's like, okay, I did. You know, I was feeling a little bit uh, in a bad mood, but then I'm going to feel better because I tried, I took a little walk and I'm grateful for this. You know, just try to hold on to the positive things and mm. uh, and knowing that, okay, tomorrow will be a, a, another day and we have another opportunity to, you know, do better. Yeah, and to look at the evolution. I mean, I've, I've actually had this thought recently where I'm coming up to my two-year anniversary of arriving in Cairo, which is insane. I yeah. mean, to me, because of course, because there's something about hearing time in that way. And I was thinking, okay, what have I achieved? You know, have I mm -hmm. done enough? Should I be more integrated? Should I speak the language more? Should I be fitter? Should I, you know, right? I would say quite a like uh, harsh perspective on myself. Mm -hmm. And instead, I tried to reframe it to actually what have I done? You know, like, look at the things that you have done. Look at the connections that you have made. Look at the resilience that you developed when you were faced with X, Y, Z situation. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's fine because my, I was talking with my therapist about, you know, Jack adjusting to school and the language and everything. And then um, he was like something that could really help instead of when, because I would go pick him up and be like, oh, how was your day? Um, so 
what didn't you understand or is there anything mm. and then it's like just have you just switch the phrase around and instead of asking him what he didn't get ask more about what he understood and what mm. Uh, for example, okay, so what what words did you learn today? What did you understand today when the teacher, you know, did something? And it's it's so constructive. And then he would say new words or repeat something, and it would make him proud. So mm. that was yeah. It's also it works for everyone. You know, it's funny because I moved school when I was eight, and I was sent to a French school. And even though my dad's French, I barely spoke French. And I remember just sitting in this classroom understanding nothing honestly yes. nothing the only thing I could understand was maths because you know numbers <laughs> were <laughs> numbers didn't discriminate for language and I remember vividly I mean it was funny because I made friends even though I didn't speak the language you know because your kids and it's human connection and yes. there was one day when the teacher said something and I realized that I'd understood and mm. I can't tell you what it was or how it happened it was about I think three weeks in and I suddenly just suddenly everything made sense and you know for kids I think it does happen that way which is it's not even you know it's not learning like when you're an adult that you have to learn the rules you you could literally wake up one morning it's like when kids learn to speak full stop they could say nothing and then open their mouth and tell you a whole sentence oh yeah absolutely yeah it's it's so interesting it's fascinating they have their their timing but coming back just to the topic of you rediscovering this sense of self, which I think is so important and healthy and necessary, how have you brought that back in to your life when you got home? Ah, that's such a good question. And now that I'm aware of that, because I, th I feel like, well, through therapy and every and and all of you know, uh, it's been almost a year now. I it was hard to to face this but i i always felt that i had i was apologizing for existing i know it sounds really dark Ooh, and, and, and wow. harsh but i would always i was i'm always so afraid to annoy people to bother to disturb people and so thanks to therapy and and this whole process and then kind of putting also myself and and allowing myself to exist i have it, it's been i mean it's life-changing and people around me notice that you know that that i'm good and that i'm happy and then and and actually that nothing is changing for them like they're they, mm. can, they only ask for me to be happy nobody you know ha, have had been telling me to hide or don't do the things that I did or what you know it's it was just me like my own enemy and realizing that oh I can keep existing and doing you know say okay I have an agenda um, I cannot do this because I have an appointment or I have I'm going to the gym every morning and I mean and I tell that for example to my husband or and it's like oh yeah great cool uh, then we can do this it's like I'm my life also it's also valuable and I have my schedule and people respect that too but, because, mm. but I was so used to, you know, adjusting and pleasing because I'm such a people pleaser and mm. adjust for the other one. And but it's not their fault, you know, because I'm the one putting myself in this situation. So that has been taking this time, having this job, also being loving my life here and, and loving my new routine and allowing myself to, OK, take the time to do the things that also make me happy and 
that is going to help me as a person or my career or to become mm. a better, better mom, whatever. And just do them. And, and noticing that nothing is not changing the way people are not liking me less or my husband is not loving me less because I think and put myself, you know, sometimes first too. It's mm. like it's totally normal. And so just knowing that, oh, you know, that, that's good. That's good. You, you can just keep doing that. And there is enough room for everyone. So, yeah, that has been very interesting. I love that <laughs> so much. Two things came to my mind. The first is I remember being a child and genuinely all I wanted was for my parents to be happy. And I really believe that a happy parent, even if that is, like you said, taking time away from the kids is beneficial for everyone. Because if they see you happy, you are modeling to them. Of course. And even when I was happiness. abroad, I would do a lot of FaceTime. And then because I wanted them to see me also happy, be like, oh, you know, I missed you so much. Can't wait to be back home and play with you. But also, you know, but I'm doing I'm very happy here because I did this. I was sharing also, mm. you know, that joy with them. And so when I came back after two and a half weeks, it was great. They were, you know, I was afraid they would kind of punish me in a way or be very, you know, needy and like, oh, mom. And which I was, you know, prepared for, but not at all. Because, wow. Yeah, they, they, they felt like they knew when also they were in such good hands with, you know, with their dad and their grandma was here too. And, you know, they have now we moved in. The, their, their routine, nothing changed except the fact that I wasn't there. Um, mm. But and everything went so well. So that was such a relief for me. Now I can't wait, you know, for, you know, for the next thing is for the next travel, whether it's mm. with them or also far. It's like, okay, we did this. I know I can do it and everything is fine. And yeah, it, it, was, it was a good, it was a good thing to do. And to feel empowered because the second thing it made me feel or reminded me of when you said that is that I'm, I'm very similar to you in that I will give a lot. And I will accommodate the people around me and whatever they need because, because it's in my nature. And maybe sometimes to my own detriment, except that I never really see it mm -hmm. at the time until I realize, you know, okay, wait, hang on. But one of the yeah. things that I realized is someone said to me, did I miss my therapist or did I miss being in therapy? Mm -hmm. I went to therapy every week for years. And... Yeah. I realized that I don't miss the therapy per se, but what I did miss was actually having a non-negotiable hour every week that was for me to sit with myself. Yes. And, yeah. you know, even though I, I do things for myself in other ways, you know, and even if I'm, whether it's creating this podcast or going to a workout, you know, I was still doing things for myself, but actually I wasn't creating space for me to simply just be. And yes. that was a big revelation recently, which was actually, I need that time to function and to be able to then give the best of myself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Kind of sit with your thoughts and say them out loud and not feeling judged or yeah, welcoming, welcome those thoughts as well, like you said. And then, because that, especially when you're saying them out loud and have someone that you know, is going to guide you through that, what's going on. You're definitely, I mean, when I, every time I leave the session, it's like, oh, okay, now I'm ready to take on the world. And mm. I am so, even though <laughs> maybe you cried for an hour or I don't know, but you know, you're just so much more available and in the present moment and more empathetic as well with yourself, with others. So 
Well, it, it is, it, it's interesting to then see how you can still find that time, but without, you know, when, ter- when therapy in a way is over. Well, I never believe it's actually over. I think mm. that you take some breaks because it's part of, you know, you keep evolving life still moves on and it's not like, okay, we just, we, we, we repair something in your teeth and then you're off set for life. No, you can mm. still, you know, have, you still have to go to the dentist. And I think it's the same with therapy. Um, but it's good to, yeah, to also have a time for yourself without it and be like, okay, this is, how do I function without it? Knowing everything that I've learned and, um, and prioritizing sometimes, you know, that, that hour where you're, it's just with you and it's either with, you know, your workout or sitting down with a good friend mm. or meditating or, you know, it can be, it can translate to anything that allows mm. you to feel that same way. I mean, that's one, definitely one of the things that I noticed because before moving here, I mean, that's also a bit of a scary thought, you know, when people say, I say, oh, I used to do this, this, this. And then I realized it was two years ago. You know, is it even still relevant information? But I was very strict about the therapy that was non-negotiable. And I had a certain exercise classes that were non-negotiable. Like people would know that I I just wouldn't see them on a Wednesday night or at least not until a certain time because Wednesday night was spinning night. You know, that was just the way it was. And then when I was teaching spinning here, that gave me structure. But then the studio closed and for a few months, I didn't really do anything. I mean, at least not with mm-hmm. structure. I was still moving. I was still doing the minimum, but without any real structure. And I went back to, I actually hired a personal trainer for the first time in my life. And he said, what are you looking for? And basically I was like, honestly, accountability. I just need hmm. to be able to show up for myself. And if yeah, I yeah. know that I'm seeing you once or twice a week, and I will come, you know, because it's your time. And it's not like a group class where if I don't come, it's fine because you have other clients. Like if it's a, a one-on-one thing, I know I have to be there. So I go yeah. to the first class and in my head, I'm relatively fit because I've always been a sporty, active person. But of course, having not done much in a while, <laughs> I was just, it was honestly, it was really, it was, it was brutal. It was kind oh, of brutal. Yeah. And I left feeling a little bit faint and a little bit emotional. <laughs> but what was so interesting is I went back yesterday, so it was the second session of the week, and they were only three days apart. And this guy's looking at me and he's like, wow. And I'm like, what? He was like, the change, even in three days, is extraordinary. He's like, you look much more confident, like in your face, even in the way you're moving, in everything. And I realized, I was like, yeah, I was like, because I feel like I'm remembering who I am. I feel like yes. I'm actually coming back to myself and it just translates into everything beautiful i love that Mm. i love that it's so interesting i love yeah to honestly like if i had a glass of wine i would be cheering for that like cheers (laughs) 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 so if if you look back at the last three months is there something you know, maybe a lesson that you've learned or something you've been told or something you've experienced that stands out as something you think everybody should know or that you want to share? Ah, such a good question. And so many answers. I think I would just focus on like living the present and that the past does not exist anymore. The future does not exist. Mm -hmm. Like the only thing that counts is the present and just be more aware of the present and the your sense your yeah sense of self um in the present moment it's the only thing that exists and that matters and the rest is like the whatever happened in the past 
does not define you and whatever film you're making or projection you're making in your head about the future mm-hmm. it's not happening it only exists in your head but it's not you know it, it's not it's not defining you either so just the present counts so live like in the present more that's something that i've been applying and i feel like it's bringing a lot of positive change mm, i love that and i love it extra because <laughs> This week, I was reading about non-attachment, so one of the yogic principles. And oh, in, yeah. In the yogic world, it's called um, a parigraha. And they had this beautiful example, which really resonated with me, because I think sometimes we want to hold on to the past. It can even come from a good place, right? It's like, oh, I've had this really amazing experience. I don't want it to end kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they gave the example of how when you're breathing, you breathe in and then you breathe out and you breathe out trusting that you will breathe in again. You know, there is a complete surrender to the fact that it will happen again. You can't just hold your breath in and think, no, 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 because I want to keep my breath. You know, if you do that, you will literally die. It becomes stagnant. And so actually, whenever you experience anything, and, and especially for me, it came up with the positive things, Can you let them go in full trust that you will experience more joy, more love, more excitement? But to do that, that. you have to just, you know, let it be. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I love that. I'm going to keep that quote. Yeah, Mm. love it. There was another one as well, which was really good. It said, I mean, that was the main one that really stood stood out to me. But they also said, well, they had actually two more than that. One was, they gave the example as well of a trapeze artist. I just love these visual images. Mm-hmm. When a trapeze artist goes from one bar to the other, they have to let go fully of the first one in order to catch the second. And there is a moment in time when they are basically just in the air holding on to nothing. Yes. But again, that is what means that they catch the second one. If they hold on to the first one and they don't let go, they won't be able to catch the second. Absolutely. And I the last that. image they gave was really silly, but very effective, which was let's say that there's something that you love doing, like you love playing the piano and you're playing the piano. When it's dinner time, you don't carry the piano with you into the dining room. Mm -hmm. You know, you leave the piano there, you say, cool, I've had my piano experience, now it's time for something else. Again, same principle, just breathe in, breathe out, and trust that the rest will flow. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's, I mean, it seems and sounds so easy. Of course, applying, sometimes it's difficult, easier mm-hmm. said than done right but it's for me it's always about the little quotes the little things the little images like the one from the trapeze and you know that stick mm. with you and then in those moments you're like okay think about the trapeze just let <laughs> go Sophia and then breathe you're gonna breathe again and you'll be fine so no, it definitely helps so thank you for sharing this thank you for receiving <laughs> <laughs> I actually, someone actually said that to me the other day and and generally it was interesting because they shared that perspective. I said, thank you for sharing. And they said, thank you for understanding. And I Mm -hmm. actually really felt it because I'd forgotten that this person also needed, you know, to be understood Mm -hmm, and heard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so sweet. Love it. I love our chat. I could sit here for hours. I love our chat. So what I can't believe is that we're almost at the end of our time together. And just as on the first episode, I'm going to ask you, ask me anything. 
I mean, that's a perfect time because I was actually going to ask you something. I know it's not my podcast, but I wanted to, to ask you how this journey, uh, you know, launching your podcast, how was the whole experience? How do you, did you feel when you first started and versus how are you feeling now? Oh, such a good question. Such a good question, especially because right now I feel that I'm almost at the closure of a creative process. And I feel like there's something new that's going to come out, but I don't know what it is yet. Mm -hmm. I feel extremely grateful. And it's funny because I actually, I'm, I'm going to do a little epilogue on this as well, but I, I feel so grateful to everyone who's come on and, and shared their story. I feel so grateful to everyone who's listened and given the podcast a home in a way, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm... Most of all, I think I'm I'm proud of myself because I had no idea what I was doing. And I literally just woke up one morning and said, okay, I'm going to do this podcast. And I wasn't so worried about whether it would be good or bad. I just wanted to create. And it was the act of doing it itself that brought me the most joy. And what's really touched me that I didn't expect, I, I knew that it would be fun. I knew that I'd have a great time with my guests, but I've actually had people approach me and say, this has actually had an impact on my life, you know? Oh, uh, when that happens, it's such a gift. Oh, wow. It's <gasps> such a gift and it's, um, yeah, I, I don't really know what to say. In a way, I feel a bit shy about it almost because, yeah. because it's, it, it feels quite, I think what surprised me with it is the depth of it. You yeah. know, it's, I always wanted it to be honest conversations. Um, but what's actually been incredible is when people share their stories, it's also what it then evokes in me. And it's actually allowed me to uncover deeper layers of myself of and course. explore, you know, things in a different way. And so I think it's actually helped me grow immensely and when I look back at when I started it which was in July that was only a few months ago but I feel so different I feel so different as a human I love to hear that no it's it's great to it's great to know that and okay I have another question mm, what please. do we expect as listeners from your mm. podcast for season two? Ooh, I love it <laughs> I think Well, the honest answer is I don't really know. And like with most things in life, I think it will be very organic. I would love to continue it. I, I hope that for season two, there's a little more listener engagement. And I mean engagement in the sense that I would love it if people kind of wrote in, you know, with questions and then, or even joined kind of, you know, and, and maybe I have a guest and we answer these questions and, you know, kind of more of an interactive process. But mm -hmm. something totally separate that I wanted to do is, this is going to sound so random, but I think I want to record some sleep stories. Um, really? Oh, I, you will be so good at, at, at that. Yeah. Because like, yeah, it was either yeah. this or guide through like yoga or massage. Like you have that voice that can really guide you through relaxing and no, no, you'll be perfect at this. Yeah, and also because I was actually sending a voice note to a friend the other day and she told me that she put it on, on, on speaker 
and her baby <laughs> fell asleep while listening to it. <laughs> And she said, I'm not trying to say you're boring. And I said, no, I don't take it like that at all. I think I'm, yes. I'm actually now want to make baby sleep story episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have another friend too. It, it's such a particular voice. But yeah, it helps like on meditating. And you definitely makes you want to put your AirPods on, lay down, you know, close your eyes. And oh, it's it's so beautiful. It's a, it's a talent, I'm telling you. So it, it's Thank a good you. thing. If people say, oh, I just want to sleep when I hear you, it's like we mean it in the very positive way. Mm. Do you know what's, <laughs> what actually has been the most exciting about it is a bit like with you when you got this new job presenting the TV show and you thought, yes, this makes sense. I definitely yes. had one of those moments when I looked back at journaling um, from a few years ago and I was writing down very similar to what you were saying which is how can I monetize my passions and my skills and I kept writing voice like I feel like my voice is something and obviously in my job as a lawyer when I go to court I use my voice in that way but I'd never really considered a podcast but now that I'm here I'm like oh yeah this makes total sense mm -hmm. so that's a very like exciting feeling I can't wait I'm so excited for what's to come I'm so thrilled and oh, I'm just, thank you. Honestly, because I have such a big smile on my face that I honestly can barely even speak. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you again for having me, first of all, on the first episode and now to, you know, to close up this first season and so happy for you and I see you thriving and you're so happy and you know thanks for everything I love no, you so thank much thank you and you're you're such an inspiration honestly and you to me are a living example that people can live their dreams it's not just Aww. you can make a dream come true you can live your dream and if there's something actually that I really want anyone to take away from this episode it's it's that is it you know nothing Nothing is impossible. People might always think, oh, but the kids are too young or I need more money. Or, no, just take a step and trust that the next step will become clear as you walk. Yes, let go of the trapeze. Let it go. Let, let go of the trapeze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's been so much fun. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you for everything. Thank you for joining The Wizard in the World. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, share and subscribe. Thank you so much for all your support. We can't wait until next time. Until then, don't forget to stay magic.